We are hunting the prosperity wolves dressed up as sheep this week on Amen, Brother Ben. It's the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus and uh, shaking off these false teachings that sound Christian, they look Christian, they smell Christian, but they're just not. And so we're looking at a list of doctrinal issues. How, how can we read the same Bible and get so many different results? I mean, the translations, they're a little different, but not that different. But it's amazing to me how some people can read the Bible and read the same set of verses and, and, and get so, so different a result and, a, and an application. But that's what happens when people twist the word of God and make it say what, what they want it to say and not what necessarily we can objectively see that God intended through context clues and logic and all those other type of things. Using the rest of the Bible, you know, as a way to interpret the Bible, it's a good thing to do. But we've been working through a list. I did a sermon on Sunday, not to pat myself on the back, but I thought it was pretty good uh, as far as the Lord did a good job uh, and I didn't get in his way. Uh, showing us the lies that the prosperity gospel teaches. These big, and if, I don't, if you're like, I don't, I don't know all these you know, nerdy Christian behind the scenes, you know, behind the, the, behind the baseball talk. It's okay. But there are people out there, oftentimes people that you'll see on TV or they've got books or they're on Oprah or all these other type of shows. And they say that they're Christian. They say that they're from a church, but they're teaching uh, something that is not of Christ and not from the word of God. And so we want to take these things to task to make sure that nobody is led astray, right? I'm not trying to nitpick. I'm not a very critical person by nature, but when I see the word of God being misinterpreted so badly and, and, and being used for selfish gain and people getting the wrong idea about who God is, well, it, it makes me angry and it makes me want to set things straight. So that's what we're going to try to do. And we've been working through a list of specific uh, doctrines, which are just sets of beliefs. A doctrine is just a set of beliefs from the Bible that get misinterpreted and used in the prosperity gospel. Now, let me make sure I give credit where credit is due. I'm working off of a list um, that I found from author and professor David W. Jones from Southeastern Theological Seminary. So he, he did a lot of that legwork leg for me, so I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. But he's got a great list and a, and a good summary of uh, things that that the prosperity gospel gets wrong, doctrines they get, they get wrong. We've already talked about how they misinterpret what is known as the Abrahamic Covenant. Um, we've talked about how they think that, uh, you know, when Jesus died, his blood, uh, paid for the sin of poverty. We talked about that yesterday and how, again, it's so close to the truth, but it's maybe even built on some truth, but it's, it's not true. Uh, and so today I want to look at this particular belief that gets pushed by. And again, if you, if you don't know who I'm talking about, go back and look at my sermon. I, I gave you a list of who I think are prosperity gospel preachers. Um, but here, here's how, here's how they get it wrong. They think that Christians give, they, they tithe, they give their money in order to gain material compensation from God. 
So this is something that they kind of think works. And we talked about this and touched on it Sunday as sort of a quid pro quo, a little business transaction. Lord, I'm going to give, but you got to give back to me. Right. And, and in fact, I've heard, uh, I'm not going to go find the clip because it takes all this extra time and you don't need to, to necessarily hear the garbage. But, uh, but that the preacher that I, I quoted yesterday, uh, what was his name? Uh, Kenneth Copeland. Uh, that's one of the things that he is teaching. I remember him listening to a sermon uh, last week. Uh, again, I've waded through so much spiritual sewage trying to to figure out what was what. But one of the things he said was that you've been you have been given and given to the church, and it was time for you to call on your the payoff on your investment. That your heavenly rewards, you're going to call upon them, and you're going to make a withdrawal out of your heavenly account. And I'm like. That's no, no, that is not, that is the wrong. Listen, the motivation behind giving of our money is the most important part. It is honestly and truthfully not the amount, right? Jesus tells us that because there's, there's one point in time where a, a, a widow gives what amounts to less than two cents, but it was everything that she had. And then, uh, another big rich guy kind of, you know, outdoes her giving without even flinching, but he's so proud he doesn't even notice it. It's not really a sacrifice to him. And Jesus says, that giving, that widow, what she gave because of her motivation and because of the fact that she gave all that she was, that meant more and was blessed more by God. And we cannot give to God thinking that this is just a good investment plan. Right, because Jesus sees our hearts; He knows our motivations, and if and that's why the Bible says we 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 should give cheerfully and we should give because God first gave to us. And Jesus warns us in Luke six thirty five. He says, "Give expecting nothing in return." Now, as as I've shared with many of you, especially at my church before, when we give, God does uh, find a way to bless us back. It is He doesn't have to, but He chooses to. Um, and, and your reward will be great. And sometimes that reward is the next paycheck, but sometimes that reward's going to be in heaven and you're not going to be able to see that anytime soon. So God does at time reward these faithful givers with financial blessings, but that's not what it's about, right? We give because, because Jesus gave sacrificially, you know, it says in second Corinthians eight, that Jesus, though he was rich, he, for our sake became poor so that by his poverty, we may become rich. So any, any uh, wealth and affluence that we gain as faithful followers of Christ should be leveraged to uh, make other people be, be a blessing to other people, make other people rich. And then, again, this is why I've always told people, I said, God is not a bad investor, right? And so uh, if he's going to give to someone who is going to continue to give to other people, uh, in a self-sacrificial way, he's probably more apt to give to that person. And I've seen it. People who say, oh, I'm going to give more and give more and give more, not because they are manipulating God into giving more to them, because they honestly and truthfully want other people to be blessed. And they're thinking about other people more than themselves. And so this is something that, that again, it, some some Christians are so desperate for material and financial wealth that they'll listen to these guys with thousand dollar suits and you know five hundred dollar haircuts and their and their expense. You know there was actually a 
one of my favorite things, not favorite because it made me mad, but uh, one of the best things I've seen on the internet is Preachers and Sneakers. It's a YouTube account, not YouTube, uh, an Instagram account where this guy starts examining these kind of cool kid preachers and their really ridiculously expensive sneakers, you know, getting Yeezys and Jordans and all sorts of stuff that are, you know, really expensive that, that, you know, they're wearing shoes that cost more than, you know, it'll cost more money than I make in a month. It's, it's not right. It's not what it should be. We should be leveraging our wealth and leveraging our blessings for the benefit and the blessing of other people. That's what, that's what God wants. And that's why he gives, right? Um, that's why, you know, the, Jesus tells the parable of, of the seeds where, you know, the person that does well and, and, and uses the blessings that God gives them, God is going to reward them for that because he wants to bless more people. But, but the key to all this is making sure that your, your treasure is in the right place. Psalm seventy three twenty five says, whom have I in heaven, but you, and there is nothing on earth I desire besides you. When you realize the treasure and the blessing that is available to you just by being co-heirs to the kingdom of God, by, be, by getting to know Jesus and the heavenly father that created you, that's all the treasure you need and nothing else that we can get uh, will ever amount to that. So let's make sure that we are we are putting our value in the right place. And once we have, once we know that we have Jesus and we we have an eternity with our Creator, we we don't worry about these other things. And and if we never become rich in our life, that's okay. And that opens us up and motivates us to give and give and give generously and give sacrificially for the benefit of others, so that we can show in a real way the love of Jesus and the giving nature that was once given to us.